Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Spend this hour with us learning how you can protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of an extended health care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting long-term care planning options available. As a certified long-term care planning specialist, Brian Ott will help you make sense of your options. Now, here's your host of Long-Term Care Radio, Brian Ott. You know, back in the early 1990s, I was living and working in Chicago. I was a loan officer for a mortgage broker, and it was a poorly managed business, to say the least. It was started by a um, bond trader and a headhunter, I think, and they decided to open this mortgage company because interest rates were coming off of like 10% for a 30-year fix then coming down into the high sevens. Um, so it was a big refinance boom, and I was new out there, and I answered this ad and ended up going to work for them. I understood the finance um, side of it, and so I ended up being a loan officer for them. And after about a year and a half there, I decided I'm going to start looking for another job just because it was so poorly managed. And so I lined up an interview with a mortgage bank who was looking for a loan officer, and the office was in the John Hancock building on Michigan Avenue in Chicago. So this is kind of a you know the swanky part, or it used to be, a uh, real swanky part of Chicago. So all the shopping is right there, and John Hancock building is that big um, black high-rise building that they always show right there on the lake. So I had a nice suit, everything set up, but I needed a new pair of shoes before the interview. So I lived in Lincoln Park, which was just a little bit north of the city, and um, I went up to this big shoe store that was between Lincoln Park and Wrigleyville, and it was just one of these kind of big warehouse-type places that had all the shoes on the shelf, and they marketed low-priced shoes, and you could just go out there and find the style you like and find the size you want and try it on and go. You didn't have to wait for a salesman to go you know, get 10 different sizes for you to try on. So I went in there, and uh, long story short, I found the style that I wanted, and I looked at the different options that they had, and I ended up going with the cheapest pair of shoes, the budget route. And they looked good. They looked fine. And I went to the interview with them, and you know they were new, and they looked fine. But literally, less than two weeks of having those shoes, I, I lost a sole on one of those shoes, the entire sole. And so you know how you can see the stitching on shoes where they sew like the, the, the sole onto the leather part of the upper shoe? Well, this stitching was just fake. It was just like, I don't know, it was vinyl or plastic or something on there because the sole was actually just glued onto the fake you know, leather. It was probably some kind of cheap vinyl or plastic or something for the top of the shoe. But anyway, they looked good when I bought them. I brought them home, and I tried to save a few bucks, and I ended up wasting all that money because I ended up having to go out a couple weeks later and actually buy a new pair of shoes. And so this time, I went to a little higher-end store, found somebody qualified, learned about the differences in the shoes, and I've actually still got those pair of shoes today, believe it or not. I've had them resold twice, but I've got a nice pair of dress shoes that are nearly 30 years old. But I learned a lesson about that. I learned a lesson that buying something, just making that purchase decision based on price alone is not a good idea. And thank goodness for me, it was on a pair of socks and not something more expensive. So believe it or not, long-term care insurance used to be sold the same way that the, that the cheap shoes were sold. With traditional long-term care insurance, many advisors would simply line up traditional policies and then they would give their client a sheet of paper and the client would simply choose the lowest price policy for this benefits that they wanted. So you would, you would literally, you know, go in and I still have that software today. You literally go in and you can put in like how much they want a benefit per month, how many years of coverage they want and kind of a general health rating. And what it does is you push a button and it spits out like up to six quotes side by side on one piece of paper. And then, you know, voila, give it to your client and there it is. It's all, it's easy squeezy, right? That's how a lot of this was sold. So you can quickly point and select to the lowest price of long-term care insurance when you do those side-by-side quotes. And that's what a lot of people did. And it makes sense, right? I mean, why pay more than you have to for basically the same thing? Well, if you can sense my sarcasm, you're spot on. Selling and buying long-term care insurance this way has led to more problems than I can list. I mean, it's just like looking at the shoes and saying, well, they look the same, so I'm just going to go with the cheapest price that I can get and then walking away and expecting you know everything to work out. And that's what a lot of people did with long-term care insurance. And I will tell you, by far, 
the biggest problem that came out of this was that a lot of those companies that were selling that long-term care insurance are gone. I mean, they're just simply gone. No longer selling traditional long-term care or out of the business completely. Now, let me put this in perspective. We have gone from over 120 companies that sold traditional pay-as-you-go long-term care insurance down to less than eight today that are actively selling long-term care insurance policies. 120 to 108. I mean, so you're talking over 110 companies that are just no longer offering that product. Now, what does this mean? Well, for those clients who have a policy with one of those 110 companies plus that are out of the business now, did they lose their long-term care insurance? Did they lose their coverage? No, they're still covered. Remember, insurance is a guarantee. It's not a maybe. So when we buy an insurance contract, we have protections in place to make sure that no one loses their coverage. It's, it creates other problems, but the people still have a policy. And here's what we I really want you to kind of think about here for a second. If a company decides not to sell long-term care insurance anymore, they have a couple of choices. Your policy is still good, by the way. Remember that. So if, if you bought a company, XYZ sold you a long-term care insurance policy, and five years down the road, they decide they're not going to sell it anymore, well, your policy is still good. It's still valid. But the companies have a couple of choices. Number one, they can continue to service those policies, which means collect the premiums, send out the statements, handle the claims, do everything that needs to be done to keep that insurance policy in force and to manage the claims when the claims come in. So that's one choice they have. The second choice they have is they can transfer or what they call sell their book of business to another company who will then service and manage those policies moving forward. And if the company gets into financial trouble or it goes out of business, the regulators, the state regulators in that state will step in and help transfer those policies to another carrier or Worst case scenario, the State Guarantee Trust Association will take over the policies until they get them transferred to another entity. So we saw this, for example, with Penn Treaty. Penn Treaty was a company out of Pennsylvania. Their state insurance commissioner said that they could not raise rates on their long-term care policies, that they were insolvent. They put them into insolvency. So it was a big mess. And so what ended up happening is that a lot of the states, like in Washington State, the Guarantee Trust Association just sent a letter out saying, hey, your policy's still good. We're going to manage it until they get it transferred to another company or book of business. And that transferring it to another company, you know, what we call that selling that book of business, very popular. If we look at the largest um, servicer out there right now, it's Genworth. Genworth has, rumor has it, about 400 contracts that they service. And most of those, they did not originate themselves. They took over, you know, these 110 companies that went out of business. Genworth took over a lot of those because, they had the computers and the support staff and the know-how to service those those contracts, send out the policies, and bring the money in. But the bottom line is the consumer does not lose their coverage when a company goes out of business, but they're faced with a lot of other problems. And those problems will become crystal clear when the client goes to make a claim. Now, many companies, for instance, don't handle their own claims, which is a dirty little secret, you know, quite frankly, of the insurance business. You're buying insurance with XYZ. Well, XYZ doesn't even have a claims department. They've used a third party. They've contracted out with a third party. So multiple carriers will use that same third party to handle their claims. And <coughs> excuse me, when a third party handles a claim, in my experience, really what happens is it just creates added paperwork and delays basically at claim time for the people that are trying to get their benefits turned on. Now, many policies are serviced by a company that has no idea what's in that contract. So, for instance, Janworth, who has 400-plus contracts, rumor has it, they didn't write most of those contracts. So when you call them and say, hey, I need to file a claim, they're going to pull up your policy. They're going to send it to the legal department, and they've got to have somebody go through and read the contract verbatim to find out exactly what your contract is and what it offers, what you took out at that time. And many companies don't have adequate staffing for claims. And again, weeks turn in, you know, something that takes days turns into weeks, basically. So you call, they're going to get back to you within 72 hours, and then they call and they don't have that information. And we see this from some of these companies that just don't have the support staff that they need to, to actively manage those policies that they have on their books. But by far the biggest issue for these people that went out there and bought these policies based on price only with a company that turned around and got out of the business, by far the biggest issue is rate increases. 
And what I want you to think about this is if you you are in a funnel, so when you're paying premiums, somebody that falls out of the bottom of the funnel, they're not paying premiums anymore. That's called waiver of premium. So once you go on claim in a long-term care situation, you stop paying into the company, the company starts paying you. Well, ideally, the company should be dumping more people into that funnel at the top. But once they get out of the business, they stop selling the long-term care insurance. They put a piece of saran wrap over that funnel. So what happens? Every year, the expenses go up for that insurance company that's having to pay out more and more claims, but they are not getting more revenue. They're actually getting less revenue. So what do they have to do? They end up having to go out and raise the rates. So what we've seen by far is the people that are with companies that no longer sell long-term care insurance, they've seen some of the steepest rate increases out there on those traditional pay-as-you-go plans. So the takeaway for me today, what I want you to understand is purchasing Anything just based on price alone is usually not a good idea. And today we're going to talk a little bit about this because what we're starting to see is these, this software starting to get developed for these new asset and these hybrid-based plans. So again, somebody's coming out saying, hey, we can compare these six companies side by side, and then you can just give it to your customer and let them pick. Well, what's the customer going to do if they don't know anything else? They're going to maybe pick the cheapest price because they think that's a good value for them. But what I want to do today is I'm going to teach you about some of the things that you need to understand when you're starting to put a plan in place and why buying on price alone is not always the best option. I need to take a quick break here, but stick around when I come back. We're going to teach you the things you need to know about putting a plan in place and what you want to know about your long-term care company. We'll be right back. Avoid the mistake of paying unnecessary taxes, guarantee the quality of your care, and preserve your legacy and wealth by setting up your own tax-free long-term care plan. Learn more by attending Brian's free live webinar class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you repositioned some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. Um, You know, we have a class coming up next Thursday. Uh, We just had one. If you're listening live on the radio, Saturday the 1st, we had one this morning. And then we're going to have another one next Thursday. The classes are live. And so next Thursday is Thursday afternoon, 3 o'clock West Coast time, 4 o'clock Mountain time. And um, we're always going to have live classes every month. So just look at our, our website. If you miss one of these, you can join. Or if you want, you can, you know, if you sign up for a class and you only get part of it, what will happen is Madeline will send you out the webinar, the whole class. And so the idea of the class is 
get kind of the overview, get your questions answered. And the best part about that is just that, the questions at the end from the people that join us, they send in the questions and then I can answer those questions for you. So get all that information at 525longtermcare.com. And also download and subscribe for this podcast. We put it out every week now. So if you download um, any of the past ones, we have about a year out there. And if you subscribe, we will send you out a notification every week when the new one comes and you can get it on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. So today, you know, I started off talking about one, what I think was one of the biggest mistakes in the past with long-term care insurance sales was a lot of advisors simply just, we called it spreadsheeting. They just spreadsheeted. They would put like five or six quotes side by side, and then they would give it to the clients and let the clients pick the policy that they want. Which to me, what are you going to an advisor for? That you could do that on a website. I mean, if you're just simply, if you know, trying to figure out what the lowest price is for something, just go to the website. The idea of buying something like long-term care insurance is you need to know a lot. You you should understand what the company is and what you're actually buying, as opposed to just buying price. And again, we're starting to see this trend evolve with these new asset-based plans because a lot of the asset-based plans out there, you can fund them in a single lump sum. You can fund them over five years or 10 years. So for instance, if you wanted to get a quote for three companies that offered $6,000 a month for six years um, of coverage and you wanted it paid over 10 years, you could put all this information in the software and you could get you know four or five companies lined up side by side that had a similar product like that. And it just kind of it, it irritates me because it's just it leaves so much information out, and people tend to, yeah, well, it's just insurance. Let's get the cheapest one. Well, what you need to understand is when you're buying insurance, you're going into partnership, so to speak, with this insurance company, and there's some things you need to know about that company that are very, very important, especially claim time. Number one, what kind of services does that company offer? And and what I mean by that is when you call that 800 number to file a claim, what kind of response are you going to get on the other end? I mean, some of the old traditional companies, there's companies out there now that are making you file a claim by U.S. mail. You can't email them. You can't call them. You can't fax them. You got to send it in by snail mail. There's companies out there that, again, are using third parties to manage their claim. So that third party is just a contracted service. They don't, they're not employees of the company that you took the insurance out with. So you need to understand, number one, who's on the other end of that phone when you call? What kind of service do they really offer? And what is it, care coordination? Are they going to work with you? Are they going to work with your provider? Are they going to work with the facility? Are they going to offer case management? Are they going to help you manage your claim when you're on claim, making sure that you're getting the level of care that you need and overseeing the care that's coming in? Because remember, you're hiring somebody else or you're moving into a facility. Does that insurance company offer that, you know, that person that sits on your side of the table to make sure you're getting the services that you need and you're not getting ripped off, so to speak? How do they pay that claim? This is something else that you need to understand about your insurance company. Is it a reimbursement? Or is it indemnity or cash? And what that simply means is that, you know, that is, you don't pick that. You don't go pick XYZ company and and then tell them you want reimbursement. If they're a cash company, they're only going to offer you cash and vice versa. So when you're buying a policy, yes, this one might be a little bit less expensive on the front end a premium for the same benefit, but they may pay out completely different. They may just offer zero services, no claim support, nothing. Otherwise, yep, file a claim, do the paperwork, get everything in good order, you figure all that out, and then once the claim is active, they're just gonna send you a check, that's it. Other companies are gonna offer you that concierge claim support. They're gonna have somebody there that you and your family can reach out to so that you can help find care, or if you're needing to go from home to assisted living, they're there to assist you. They're there to assist you with what Medicare is supposed to pay, and they're there to do the paperwork for you at the end of the year so that you don't have to do that paperwork for the IRS. So you need to understand simple things like that. How does the insurance company actually pay out? And another big thing that I always tell my clients to understand when they're working with me is I say, look, this is the history of this company. This is what they've been doing. There's several companies out there that are coming out with policies in this asset-based arena that are brand new. I mean, they don't even have a claims department. They, they, there's no need for one. They don't have anybody on claim yet. So you have to ask yourself, how are they really going to handle that in a time of need? What are they going to really be able to do? 
you know, is it going to be the concierge claim support where you call one person and they help you get the plan of care and help you get your file claimed? That's at one end of the spectrum. The other end of the spectrum is you got to put a blindfold on and go through the ninja warrior obstacle course to get your claim filed, you know, and paperwork and all this stuff. And so you have to be really aware that there should be a history with the company that you're working at. How do they treat their clients? What experience do they have managing claims? Another thing I think everybody should really understand, are they a mutual company or are they a stock-owned company? And I want to spend a minute on this. So when traditional companies came out, when the, when the, when the insurance came out, traditional long-term care insurance, then IRS and Congress passed a law that started making long-term care insurance a deductible expense for businesses like medical insurance. So there was a lot of companies that came out that specialized in group policies, meaning they sell to big companies like, you know, Microsoft and GE and Ford or whoever. They could go in and say, look, we're going to offer you this group benefit called long-term care insurance that you can buy for your employees at this huge discount and off they go. Well, so many companies thought that was going to be this great profit margin that there are a lot of for-profit companies that came in and they developed long-term care insurance policies and they, they, they just didn't understand the product. They didn't understand the data. They didn't understand what they were actually selling. They were just looking at generating sales. And those are the for-profit companies, right? How can we make a dollar? And when I do make a dollar, who actually gets that dollar? Well, it's the shareholders. The number one thing for a stock company, for that CEO, is to increase the stock price. That's a stock company. You can buy stock in a stock company. So some of the big stock insurance companies out there, you know, John Hancock, uh, Transamerica, Prudential, you can go out and buy stock in those companies. Genworth is another one. You can go out and buy stock in Genworth. Now, on the other end of that spectrum is what we call a mutual company, mutually owned. And what that means is that you own the company as a client. So a mutual company is not worried about making their books look good every single quarter and increasing profits to drive up the share price. What they're worried about is providing the benefits and the services and having the money on hand to provide those guarantees that the insurance offers. Now, the stock companies have to do that as well, too, right? They're all cash reserve companies. They've got to be able to pay those claims. But the reality is they're going to start cutting back on services, this for-profit companies, because it's costly to have a concierge claim support. It's costly to have staff in your building that can actually take those calls when your clients call in. So I really am adamant about that. I love the mutual companies. I work with all the different companies. I tend to find that the mutual experience tends to be a better experience for our clients because they're offered more services. They're just getting more benefits. And when the companies do really well, well, that's for the benefit of the policyholders who own the company, and that's mutual. So these are some of the factors that you really need to understand when you're putting a long-term care plan in place. Who's the company? What's their history? What kind of service do they provide for you when you are on claim? How are they going to uh, help you and assist your family on an ongoing basis? Are they going to offer any of that? What is their ownership structure, mutual or for-profit? So those are some things you really need to consider. And then also, I think you really need to understand what do you want from your plan. So again, do you want to be able to pay a family member? Well, if you do, that's going to limit you to the companies that are going to allow you to pay family members. There's three of them out there in the asset-based world right now. Do you want international coverage, meaning that there's a good chance that you might be out of the United States for coverage? Well, again, that's going to limit who's going to offer you that long-term care insurance. So if you have a specific need like that, you need to understand what the companies are offering. Also, do you want catastrophic coverage? Our most popular plan by far is lifetime benefits. That's the plan that I have. Well, there's only one asset-based company that will actually give you true unlimited long-term care coverage. And they happen to be an A-plus rated company, and they're kind of the best of the best. But a lot of the other companies will dismiss that. Oh, you don't need that much, but what do you need? What do you want? You need to understand that as well, too. Now, remember, bottom line is when you're taking out a long-term care insurance plan, you're making a partnership with a company, and you need to understand who that company actually is and how they've treated other clients that came before you. Now, I'm looking at my clock. I need to squeeze in a quick break here, but stick around. When I come back, I'm going to introduce you to our client of the week, Linda. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. 
Learn more by attending one of Brian's free live webinar classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. All right, welcome back. If you're uh, new to Long-Term Care Radio podcast, we have a new show out every week. We air live on several stations in the West, in Colorado and Washington State at this point right now. Um, I just got a podcast list pulled up. I mean, we've got listeners all over from uh, Washington, California, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Florida, New York. Um, so I appreciate all that. And again, you can download and subscribe to our podcast at 525longtermcare.com. And then you'll get a notification every week when it comes out. And if you're new, um, long-term care radio, at the bottom of the hour, we always bring you a client of the week. And this, again, is just it's going to be a lot of numbers, which I know is hard on the radio, but I want you just to ignore the numbers, so to speak. Just get a feel for kind of what we went through and understand that there's a lot of different options and a lot of different ways that we can design a plan because that's really what we're doing. We're looking at your individual situation and we're figuring out how do we design a plan that gives you some meaningful coverage and what's the best way to fund that plan for your situation. And that's going to be a little bit different for everybody. And this week, I've got Linda, who is 63. Linda is single. She's got one daughter, and she's got one new grandchild. She came to us looking for a plan that would allow us to pay for some informal care, in which a lot of times it's just family members. And that was very important to her. And this is kind of the situation that Linda came from. Linda was a caregiver for her mother and actually had her mother live with her for the last three years of her mother's life. So between Linda, between her daughter, and some informal family friends, her mother, they were able to manage her care and keep her in Linda's home. So after her mother passed away, Linda sold her mother's home, and she later sold her home as well too, and they bought a home, her and her daughter and her son-in-law bought a new home together. Now both Linda and her daughter are nurses, and their son is a contractor. When they purchased this new home, one of the things they did was they built an attached mother-in-law. So Linda's got her own space that is attached to the home, and that's where she lives now. And that's what they plan on doing moving forward. They are, they, she's, she wants to be with her daughter, and she wants to be involved in her grandkids' life and hope she has more grandkids. Now, her daughter had a baby not too long ago, so again, she's right there in it. She's living this dream right now that she wants. Her concerns, though, you know, she would like to age in that home. She would like to stay in that home as long as possible, but she also knows that the expenses go up when you get in a long-term care situation. She wants to be able to pay her daughter, so especially if her daughter cuts back hours to provide for her, she wants to be able to pay her daughter, but she also wants to be able to bring in caregivers. So Linda's experience with her mom was between her and her daughter when her daughter was just out of college and working a little bit would come over and help out a little bit. And they had some other family friends and friends of her mom that would come over. And between all of them, they could kind of pitch in and they could do certain things, you know, get her to doctor appointments, do this, do that, whatever they needed to do. And so what she's looking at is a plan that will allow her the flexibility to maybe pay for care including informal caregivers if she needs to bring somebody in or if her and you know her daughter's taking care of her and then her daughter and her son-in-law want to go on vacation can they bring in respite care can they bring in a paid caregiver that's what she really wants and she's also very aware that if she ends up with dementia or something like that that it would probably be better for her to get into an assisted living facility so again that's why she's kind of saying I would like some additional money coming in from a long-term care plan so in case I do incur those expenses that between that and my social security and stuff that I would be able to pay for that facility and not be a financial burden on my family. What we found out about Linda when we started talking with her, number one, she's in good shape. She doesn't have any limitations physically. She's actually done a good job taking herself. So we have a lot of options for her. Uh, She plans on working for at least another year, maybe two. Again, she's 63 right now. So she said, I'm probably going to work another year or two. And then maybe she'll go part-time after that. And that's the flexibility that that nursing career offers her that she said, look, I might just work 12 hours a week or eight hours a week. I don't know. We'll, We'll see how that goes. 
when she retires, she's going to have Social Security. She has a nice 401k that she's been contributing to, so that's built up very nice. She no longer has a mortgage. Again, she sold her house, sold her mom's house, and bought a house with her her daughter, so they don't have a mortgage payment on that right now. Um, She's hoping, again, that she has more grandkids and she wants to be involved in their life and spend as much time with them and just kind of really help her daughter out so her daughter and her son can continue to work and as a as a unit, they can you know manage the kids as best they can, and I think what she says in a nutshell, um, you know, the, the ability to pay her daughter is very important for her because again, she's looking at it from a point that maybe my daughter's working forty or fifty hours a week now, maybe she's only working twenty hours a week because she has to take care of me. I want to be able to make up that difference and contribute there. And again, she likes the freedom to hire who she wants. And so that's kind of what when we start talking to her about her, these are some of the things that were coming to the forefront. So again, no mortgage. She's going to have Social Security. She's going to have her 401k. She doesn't want to have to spend those assets down. She wants to be able to maybe keep that nest egg in for other things if she can. And so that's kind of what uh, is driving Linda. And what she, what we ended up doing for her is this is the bottom line. Um Based on her wanting to pay family members, that meant that we needed to look at what we call an indemnity or a cash benefit plan. Now, on these asset-based plans, there's three companies that offer that. And that just simply means that when you go on claim, they're going to start sending you the check. They're going to send you that check every month. You deposit that money into your account. You then, it's up to you to go out and hire who you want. And you can hire family members. You, You can technically do that. So we have three companies that will still do that today, three companies that would work for her situation. We ended up narrowing it down to her first choice based on the quality of the company and some of the other benefits that were available. So again, just because all three of these companies offer the same benefit or the same type of plan, you don't just go with the cheapest price. What you really want to look at, one of them that I I just mentioned out of these three, brand new. They don't really have any claim support. They're really kind of marketed for people that maybe have less than perfect health. Linda had gray health. So we were able to kind of narrow that down for her. What Linda ended up doing is we said, okay, let's work backwards here and let's figure out how much additional benefit do you want? How much safety net do you want? That's the amount of money that you will get to pay for long-term care services. And we started with a $5,000 a month benefit. And this will pay her $5,000 a month today for six years. And so she has 72 months minimum of coverage. And again, when I talk about that, if you say six years of coverage, that means just picture that big bucket of money. If she is pulling out $5,000 a month, what does she really got? Well, she's got six years of coverage. If she's only pulling out $2,500 a month, well, that policy would last her 12 years. So the policies don't expire. Another thing we did is we put a 3% inflation rider on this. And what that simply means is that for Linda, that $5,000 benefit is going to grow by 3% every year. And the reason we did that is because she's 63, she's active, she's healthy. Hopefully she's got a good 20, 25-year run, maybe longer before she needs any care. We want that benefit to grow so that it keeps up with inflation. That's why they call it inflation rider. But hers is going to grow by 3%. It's going to compound every year. And that's the policy itself. And that also grows the bucket of money. So if you really think about this, what we're really saying is that Okay, year one, she's got a total of you know three hundred and and eighty eight thousand dollars of long term care. Well, then you go down and you say year five, it's grown to four hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars, and that five thousand dollars a month has grown up to fifty six hundred dollars a month. And so that's what that inflation rider is doing. Now, if she doesn't use her policy, one hundred and twenty thousand dollars will be paid back to the estate tax free. So that's going to be structured as a death benefit on this asset based plan. It's designed to return premium to the estate. So again, when we talk about asset-based plans, we're saying there is still an asset to you, meaning that if you don't use it for long-term care, you didn't walk away from your money, it's still an asset to you or to your estate. The other feature that this plan has, $10,000 guaranteed minimum death benefit. So that means if you go out into the future and Linda is, you know, let's just take her out and you say, well, okay, where's she at here? So when she's, let's just take her out to, I've got to grab my sheet of paper here. She's 90 years old. She has, oh, what is that? $814,000 of long-term care insurance. Well, guess what? If she uses all of that and then she passes away, she's still going to get $10,000 paid back. So that's kind of a final expense type premium. So that's built into this 
benefit as well too. So she's got a plan that's going to give her $5,000 a month for a minimum of six years. It's growing by 3% every year, so it's going to keep up with the rising cost for her. She knows that's coming in. It's a cash benefit. She can pay family members. How did we pay for it? Well, this is what's interesting. On these asset-based plans, what's different is those traditional plans always, you just, you know, most people just sign up for a payment and they paid and they paid and they paid and they paid. Well, Linda had multiple options. This particular company gave us a five pay, a seven pay, or a 10 pay, or a single pay option. And so what that means, she could write a check over 10 years for $13,413 a year. So she'd make a total of 10 payments, that'd be $134,000 into the plan. She could make seven payments of $18,400, so she'd pay about $129,000 into the plan. She could make five payments of $23,000, which ended up being about $118,000 into the plan. So about you know, $11,000 less, $10,000 less than a, than a seven pay. Or she could do a single pay for $107,700. Those were her different options. So we ran through these, and there's pros and cons to both. I mean, if you're a business owner and you've got business income, there's some pros to spreading out those payments because you can deduct some of those payments. But that wasn't the case for Linda. And really where Linda was at is she still had some cash. She was sitting on the cash in the bank from the sale of her property and sale of her mom's property and settling out the estate. She ended up choosing the $107,000 single premium. So that's what she did. And that's what's nice about these long-term care plans. You design the coverage you want. I want the $5,000. I want 3% inflation. I want minimum coverage of six years. Okay, step two what's the most efficient way to fund it? What's the best way? And a lot of people don't like payments, so they're just going to do a one and done. Other people want to spread those payments out. Or if you're a business owner, there's some advantages to spreading that out. She chose 107. And it's just like buying a car or house. You know, the more money you put in up front, the less you're going to pay total overall. So she's paying 107,000, where if she would have spread it out over 10 years, she would have paid 134,000 for the exact same coverage. So that's really, you know, the nice thing about these plans. Think about the flexibility when you go to fund them. Now, her second choice was a plan. Again, I said there were three companies that offer this type of, of coverage. The second choice was a plan that is actually our best seller. And what they do is a little bit different. They're gonna, their cost up front instead of $107,000 was 140000 well, again, on the surface, you're going to look at this and you're going to say, well, wait a second. Why would I pay 140 for something I can get for 107 Well, they were a little bit different. And here's some of the unique differences. On the $140,000 plan, when you go on claim, you have a 90-day elimination period, which means you pay your first 90 days. Well, then at month four, they retroactively reimburse you for those first 90 days. So if you go out, when I'm looking at her chart here, and let's say that she's 87 years old and she's getting $10,000 a month, well, on her plan, she's going to pay the first 90 days of care, and then she'll start getting $10,000 a month out of her benefit. Well, on plan B that we looked at that costs more up front, she would get a check on month four for $40,000. She'd get that $30,000 back. So again, 107 plus 30, well, now we're at 137. Okay, that's now they're getting really close as far as just what you're putting into the plan, the value. And then the second part of it is when she dies, she gets $10,000 back even if she uses all of her insurance. Plan B, the other company, offered $24,000. So that's another $14,000. So net-net, again, this is like on the surface, it looks like the 107 is just always going to be the better deal, but it's not. Not necessarily, because the 140000 up front, you're paying a little bit more up front, you're going to get a little bit more in the back. Now, why did Linda end up choosing the 107? Well, number one for her, that first 90 days, she's really planning, unless something changes, on having her daughter provide that care. Her daughter's a nurse. Linda has a nursing background. She thinks, you know, we'll probably be able to provide that first 90 days of care anyway. I'm hoping I'm not going straight to a facility and spending $10,000 a month. So... She was willing to just go in with the less money up front and get more money back. And she said, and for the final expense, the 24000 versus 10000 that wasn't quite enough to sway her. But I want you to understand that those kind of options exist out there. Now, if you can qualify for both companies, which Linda could, well, then you got to sit there and you can make those decisions. Maybe you only qualify for one of them, so it's not a deciding factor for you. 
But the bottom line is, this is what I'm talking about when we look at long-term care planning. Don't just focus on the price. Look at what the company's doing for you. Look at the total options of the package. How do they pay them? The other company did, you know, offered the single pay. They offered 10 pay, and they offered paid up at 65, which didn't make any sense for her. She was at 63, but she felt very comfortable. She's got very meaningful coverage right now. Linda has the complete flexibility to pay family members or also if she knows if she needs to move to a facility, she's got that additional supplemental income that will help her not be a financial burden on her family member. So I've got to squeeze in my final break. Stick around. We'll be back with more. New asset-based programs protect your savings and your family and even pay you back if you never use them. Make sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free live webinar classes at 525longtermcare.com. Finding a secure investment in this financially volatile time seems tough, but crazy financial times also create smart opportunities. One of these smart opportunities is long-term care insurance from 525 Advisors. If you reposition some of your savings and got three times your investment in long-term care coverage tax-free and got all your money back if you never used it, wouldn't you at least want to learn more about it? Well, you can. Join my friends from 525 Advisors for their next free long-term care planning live webinar. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up. You'll learn about smart ways to self-insure, including new plans with guaranteed leverage that turn every dollar into $3 of long-term care coverage tax-free with every dollar back if you never use it. Don't wait until you're older to get long-term care coverage. Look into this opportunity now from 525 Advisors, one that gives you a secure return. Go to 525longtermcare.com and sign up for the next free live webinar. That's 525longtermcare.com. Hi, this is Brian Ott with 525 Advisors. Over the years, I've had the opportunity to protect many people and their families with long-term care planning. However, I've also seen how long-term care events devastate families and turn the last years for the family into their worst years. Many people believe the downside from a long-term care situation is limited to financial loss. Yet often, it's the emotional damage that lingers and hurts the family members the most. Watching a loved one go through their savings is one thing, but watching a loved one lose their dignity is far worse. Long-term care insurance provides a dedicated source of funds to help pay for your care when you need it. But more importantly, it provides you with a team of trained professionals that will help you and your family manage your care. Learn how you can stay in control of your care options, maintain your dignity, and protect the people you care about most by attending one of our upcoming live webinars. Sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. All right, and welcome back to the Long-Term Care Radio podcast. Um, Thanks for sticking with us if you've been in from the beginning. And if you haven't, you can always get the podcast and get this show in its entirety at 525longtermcare.com. Just ask your smart speaker to play it as well. Um, the podcasts are put out there. And again, you can download and subscribe as well. Now, um, we've got our last class for April. April's kind of thrown off for me because I've got some travel um, mixed in in April. But we're going to have our class on the 6th, which is this upcoming Thursday. We just had one today, Saturday, if you're listening to this live. But we've got another live class on Thursday the 6th. That is going to be a 3 p.m. kickoff West Coast time, 4 p.m. kickoff Mountain time, 5 p.m. Central. You can do the math. Um, And again, the the reason why we keep pushing these and promoting these classes so much is because it's, you know, we want to get you out of the weeds. You know, you're going to understand what long-term care pays for, how plans trigger, what Medicare pays for, what Medicaid pays for what your different options are, what's the difference between a traditional plan and an asset-based plan. And we're going to walk through all this information in a tidy little package. We're going to compare self-insuring to Medicaid insuring to using an asset-based long-term care plan and show you kind of what's at risk and how that stacks up. And then we'll answer your questions. And your questions are those live questions. And so you can type those in. You're going to meet me. You're going to meet Madeline. And again, 
get the basics down. You can get a recording of that webinar as well. We'll send you a book, Our Guide to Long-Term Care Planning, which even has more information. We're just a firm believer, start with education. What I am just in shock and awe over is so many people still don't understand their options for self-insuring versus long-term care insuring. They think if they have enough money, they're just getting, they're, they should just self-insure because they looked at traditional plans years ago. They're glad they didn't buy one because they see all the problems with them, but they're not familiar with these new asset-based plans. And so that's why we really want to start with education. Because I will just tell you, folks, you, you are self-insuring right now. And that's fine, but I'm just going to tell you with these new asset-based plans, there is a better way to self-insure because you get guaranteed leverage, which means your dollar today can turn into $3 or $5 instantly. You don't have to wait for the stock market to go up. You don't have to hope the stock market continues to go up. You've got that leverage guarantee, and you also get the tax benefits. When you pull money out of a long-term care insurance contract, it's just cash. That's why I say picture a bucket of money. It's cash. You do not have to call that, claim that money as income versus I'm selling stock, I'm selling uh, uh, um, real estate, I'm selling a retirement account, I'm pulling money out of my IRA. Guess what? You're paying tax on every single dollar you put out of that. And not only that, you're spending a dollar thirty out of your retirement account to net out a dollar to pay that caregiver versus long-term care insurance is going to cost you $0.33 cents or less. Oh, and by the way, you'll get your money back or maybe even more, like our, our client of the week this week. Linda put $107,000 in there. What's the worst case scenario? She doesn't use any of it. $120,000 is paid back to her estate. What's the worst case scenario for her? Again, our best case scenario, she ends up on claim and she's on claim for six years. And let's say that she's 90 years old. She's going to pull out $800,000 tax-free and that's going to preserve the rest of her estate. So that's the idea of long-term care insurance. It's just these asset-based plans, better way to self-insure. You're not making boat payments without the boat. And so that's really what you just need to wrap your mind around. And the class is a great way to do that. Now, one of the things I wanted to talk about, I just briefly touched on cash versus reimbursement. So Linda's plan, our client of the week this week was a cash or what they call indemnity plan. So now what the difference is, if I have a reimbursement plan, like my, per, my own personal long-term care insurance plan, when I go on claim, the workers are just going to send receipts to the insurance company. Insurance company is going to review those. They will reimburse me up to $8,000 a month. If that's my benefit right now, I can spend up to $8,000 a month. If I spend $10,000 a month, I'm just making up the difference, right? So there, But if I only spend $5,000 a month, the insurance company sends a check to $5,000, and that money can go directly to the caregivers, directly to the facility. If I'm in a facility, I can have it paid directly back into my checking account. I can have it go to my power of attorney. I'm in control of that, but that's reimbursement. Linda's plan was what we call indemnity, and that's just a fancy word for cash, meaning that when you go on claim, whatever number she's at, if she gets $8,000 a month, because that's where her policy has grown to $8,000 a month, she goes on claim, she's going to get a check every month for $8,000. And that's literally what she gets. She gets a check, deposited into her account. Now that sounds pretty nice, right? You hear it marketed all the time. So no receipts required. You get your benefits, but you have to understand really both sides of the coin. Linda has a cash benefit plan, but guess what? At the end of the year, Linda's got to fill out the IRS form 8853. And that's the Archer MSA long-term care insurance contracts form. And it's Basically, you've got to keep track of the money that comes in from the insurance company and the money that you pay out and who you pay it out to. Because again, remember, cash benefit plans, that that benefit to you is tax-free, but as soon as you start paying somebody else, it's income to them. They've got to pay tax on it. So if you're hiring visiting angels or somebody that's coming into your house or you move into a facility, it doesn't matter if it's cash or reimbursement. It's not going to matter at all. The problem you have, though, is you're taking on more responsibility with the cash benefit plan. And the trade-off is, well, I can just hire my family member. So Linda's saying, I'm with my daughter. My daughter's a nurse. I'm just going to bring that money in. Technically, she can say, well, I'm not really paying that. But, you know, you, you, it's that's between you and the IRS. But just be aware that it's not all sunshine and lollipops and roses on these cash benefit plans. There's a lot more that goes into those plans. True, you can pay a family member, but if you hire somebody from the community, remember, 
you become an employer and there's responsibilities you have to take with that. Most of the plans out there are reimbursement. And so reimbursement means that you do not have to do the paperwork. And this is where I think the insurance agents and the industry as a whole gets a little bit confused because say, oh, no receipts required, no paperwork. It's like, nope, that's not true. On a reimbursement, you're not providing the receipts that the people providing the care for you are providing the receipts to you, and they're going to mail them directly to the insurance company. If you're in a facility, most facilities have a manager that just build the insurance companies directly, and they're going to work directly. And then you can say, yeah, pay them directly or pay me back, and I'll pay them. You're still in control of that. At the end of the year, on those reimbursement forms, you get a 1099 LTC that's checked reimbursement. That's it. You don't have to do anything. On the cash indemnity forms, you're going to get a 1099 marked indemnity. That's what's going to trigger the 8853 form that says IRS says you've got to fill out this form and keep track. So you're really doing all the paperwork on the cash. So someone like Linda, who's got a daughter that's a nurse, she's got a son's contractor, she's kind of business savvy, they think that, you know, I she's willing to handle that. She's willing to handle all the trade-offs on that. So just be aware. And again, know what you're buying, know who's behind your policy, what the company is. That is key. And that's why we are just adamant about, you know, we don't talk about the companies on the radio because I don't want them sponsoring me. I want to stay independent so that we can give you honest advice, and that's really what we're trying to do. So thanks again for your interest in burning another week. I'm going to get to work. I'll be back next week. Thanks so much. You've been listening to Long-Term Care Radio with certified long-term care planning specialist Brian Ott. You can download and subscribe to the podcast at 525longtermcare.com and learn about all the long-term care planning options available. If you have questions for Brian or would like information about any of his upcoming long-term care webinars, go to 525longtermcare.com. Be sure to join us next weekend for another edition of Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. For information, show schedules, and podcasts, go to 525longtermcare.com. The fact is most of us have known somebody who needed long-term care. That's when a person reaches a stage in life requiring somebody else to help with basic daily activities due to physical conditions or a cognitive disease. Now, most of the time, long-term care starts in the home, which allows the individual to stay in a familiar setting. The price for long-term care can be expensive, and it could go on for years. Financial experts suggest purchasing long-term care insurance before you retire. Why? Because 7 out of 10 65-year-olds will need some sort of long-term care in the future. If you've never looked at long-term care insurance because you didn't know where to start, now you know where to start with 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors, local experts specializing in long-term care insurance, and they have plans that are guaranteed to pay you back if you never make use of them. Protect yourself and your family members from the financial cost of extended health care. Go to 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for the next free long-term care live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com.